Understanding CBD, brought to you by Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. Baltimore is listening. This is Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Time now for Understanding CBD, brought to you by Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. Here's Max and Steven. Hello and welcome into Understanding CBD. This is episode 66. If you haven't caught the other ones, you better uh, get with it. Hello there, Max Sobel. Happy Memorial Day, Stephen Wallman. Thank you very much, my friend. We're live in the studio as we are every Sunday. This is uh, Sunday, May 30th. It's Memorial Weekend here. And the phone lines are open, so if you have anything interesting to ask us, tell us, participate in the show, the number is 410-922-6680. Now, that number's special just for our live listeners, okay? The one and only Noah the Engineer is in the booth taking Noah, your calls today. Build us an ark today, my friend. It's been pretty messy out there, I'll tell you. In Baltimore, that is. Cold, unexpected for a May day. But, uh Yes, the song I chose is Bebo by uh, the Black Eyed Peas. Nice. Going out to our Filipino fans of the show, as you know, Lee, Springzeal, Placido, Rose, you know. The whole crew. The whole crew. Good friends of ours. Um, we appreciate you. Um, actually, this is Memorial Weekend. We do honor the men and women who died uh, serving their country mm-hmm. and the military. We appreciate that. Also, it's Asian Pacific Heritage Month. Did you know? Another did you know, today there are more than 300,000 living Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander American veterans. Cool. Very cool. Thank you for your service. That's right. That's right. So we're here uh, this week coming up. We have a lot of exciting stuff for you. First, we, of course, are bringing you Doc G's corner today. Uh, You never know what knowledge Dr. Benjamin Gonzalez is going to drop on us. No, he's a true hero, a brave doctor, a military veteran, and... uh, Always looking forward to hearing from him. Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, we're also bringing you a fresh mail sack segment where Max will be reaching into the mail sack. Right in there, buddy. And pulling out something nice and juicy for you. Um, we also, oh, my microphone here, sorry. Uh, we also have uh, another uh, wellness tip for you in less than 30 seconds. What's the name of that section? That is called we uh, wellness tip in thirty seconds. I just wanted to hear you say it. I love <laughs> we got to we got to work on that. I know it's not creative. Um, yeah, I got we'll it. come up with something. We'll call it just the tip. Um, if you miss anything, that's not bad. Uh, mm-hmm. If you miss anything from the show for any reason, you can catch the replay online. Isn't that right, Max? Yeah, go to understandingcbd.com, and then there is a section for all of our previous shows. You can listen on any one of your uh, preferred podcasting services, and you can also see all of our episodes on YouTube. That's right. And uh, before we get to the interview, Newsmax. Hotline. 
To introduce our special guest, we want to mention that Understanding CBD is sponsored by Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. You can go to maxandstevens.com or give them a call at 443-743-2444. You can also text, text that message, and they're always, we're always here to help. Yeah, but the important thing is don't take anything said on this program as professional medical or legal advice. That's not what we're here for. We're here to educate and entertain you. Absolutely. Is that right, Stephen? That's right, Max. All right, great. So now I'd like to introduce our special guest. We get a little round of applause here, right? So let's please welcome our special guest today, Rebecca Mushi. Rebecca was born and raised in Chicago, and she currently resides in California. So thank you for coming and joining us from the left coast there. She's a mother of two boys. She's actually a two-time cancer survivor who learned to make her own cannabis medicine for herself and her community. Rebecca tells us her fully extracted cannabis oil, otherwise known as FICO, has been known to cure cancer. She wanted to make sure we let you know she's a regular, normal person, not a chemist or a biologist or anything like that. Her background's actually in marketing. We know you're going to love her. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. This is great. Yeah, we're excited to have you on the show finally. It seems like forever since we uh, first met and, and now we're here. Yeah. Did you ever imagine you'd be on live radio talking about how you cured cancer from your kitchen? No, no, this is um, a great platform, and I'm really glad I'm able to, to use it. You guys are awesome. Oh, that's great. All right, well, take this us awesome. back, if you will. Tell us, how old were you when you were first diagnosed with cancer? So I was 33 years old, so about 11 years ago. Um, I had just had my second son a year prior, and I had my annual routine checkup that I would go to. And I almost canceled that appointment, which I'm so glad I didn't. So don't cancel your appointments. <laughs> just go to them. I had gone to you know, my appointment. I just had my son, so I didn't think anything of it. And I went in, and when, he was, when my doctor was doing the breast exam, he found a lot. And again, being 33, he was too concerned. He said, go ahead and go do some testing, and let's see what it is. So once you're done with that exam, you have to go in and do a sonogram, and you have to do a biopsy and um, a mammogram. So the biopsy is what determines if you have cancer or not. And um, I was at work, I think two weeks later, they called me at work and said, you have, and they used the, uh, the clinical terminology, and I just didn't comprehend it. And they said, and I said, excuse me? And they said, you have stage two breast cancer. And I mean, I just talking about it just gives me anxiety, and that mm. I the floor opens up, and that's when they say the floor opens up, and you have no idea what just happened, and that's when I handed the phone to a friend of mine because I just didn't know what to like. I couldn't process it after that. You're 33 years old, you know, you have two kids, and now you have stage two breast cancer. What do you do with that? So that began a whole journey. And how did oh, your your family and and friends take that news? Well, initially, everyone was just shocked, right? You're 33 years old. You don't understand where it comes from. And um, you just want to know if you're going to live initially, right? So you try to do whatever the doctors tell you, and you just immediately, you know, make that first appointment. You go to do the chemo. You know, I did the mastectomy. I did the reconstructive surgery. My mom was there. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. What was the um, the uh, treatment, the treatment then yeah. and that you yeah, had Yeah, once the 
shock, once the shock is done with, right, because initially you're just in stock, um, you go to your appointment, and now it's just back-to-back. You have you have choices, right? You can either do a full mastectomy, or you can do a partial, or you can do none. But I was young, and I knew that the chances of it coming back is high. Mm-hmm. So I went extreme, and I did a double mastectomy, and I did reconstructive surgery. Um, and that took a few months. So once um, that was done, I believe we did the treatment, and the treatment was IV chemo. And, what and the... um, I go ahead. And I I did it here, and uh, I did it locally here. That was the treatment that and, they had prescribed. And what were the results? Um, yeah, what was, was that horrible. like for people that that was going through chemo? Because people say it all the time. I had to do chemo. I don't want to do it. I do it. What was it like? I mean, can you share that with it was us? Horrible. It was horrible. It was horrible. I mean, I lost all my hair. Um, I couldn't eat for three days. I lost weight. I was extremely tired. I was vomiting. Um, I was so tired. I just couldn't keep anything down. Mentally, I was depressed. And it just, like, it's not life. There's no normalcy. How long did that go on for? I had to do chemo for at least six months. So six months of just torture is just it's unbearable. And yeah. it's when you finish it, is it just when you stop the chemo, do you feel better right away or is there a, you know. No, build? it takes some time because your hair needs to go back and then, um, you know, you get side effects from it. And so it does take a couple of, you know, it does take some time. So once that's gone, you know, they put you on a maintenance drug and then you're, you're coasting for a couple of years because you're doing scans and you're doing blood work and that's how they kind of control it um but you know that was a good four years until they came back and then what about the second time so the second time um i was a lot more relaxed because now i know what my body needed my body you know i became a complete vegetarian and i was i smoked cigarettes at the time i stopped smoking cigarettes good and i started dabbling in uh, more cannabis and at 2010, it wasn't as accessible, so unfortunately, I didn't use it back then. Now, when it came back four years later, well, now it's more accessible. But be- I started. But before we dive, in, before we dive into cannabis, when you found out that second time, did you have to go through a similar treatment plan with you know conventional medicine? So yes, thank you for that. Sure. Um, so the the second time came uh, the second time came around I decided to go to San Francisco I wanted a second opinion I was not afraid now I knew what it was I knew it wasn't going to kill me so now I was my own advocate and I'm like no I want a second opinion because the doctors here were going to put me on chemo again mm-hmm. and I said I'm not doing that I can't go through that again um, I was working I was thriving I'm in like you know my mid thirties I have two kids I have a life I'm married and I didn't want to do chemo again. And so we went to UCSF, and I have a wonderful oncologist there, and she told me, no, we don't have to do chemo. We can give you, there's some oral medication that you can take. But when it comes back the second time, you're considered stage four and terminal. Hmm. Like, at some point, you're going to, we're all going to die at some point, but cancer is going to kill you. And I said, okay, well, we'll deal with that, you know, when we need to deal with that. Let's go ahead and, you know, be put on some some chemo pills. So she put me on the chemo pills and um, I was on them for quite a while. And every year to two years, my medication changes. 
And so at that point, you decided to make the jump into potentially cannabis. You started exploring yeah. that option. Okay. Did yeah. you tell your oncologist at that point that you were going to consider cannabis? Was he or she open to it? I did. So initially, they're like, just don't, you know, we don't know how it's going to interact. They have no idea how it interacts with the chemo pills. So I didn't listen because I knew what I went through the first time, and I didn't want to go through that. I couldn't go through that because I was working, and I didn't want to stop working. And I wanted to raise my kids, and I wanted to have some normalcy. And so I said, well, you know what? Because when they would give me um, medication for my, not, you know, my vomiting and my nausea, it didn't help me. It just made me more tired, mm-hmm. and it made me dizzy, and I couldn't function. That's not – and they like to use the word, um, like, it's a level of, you know, the way you live. It's, you don't, you don't want to live in misery, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Quality, quality of life. Of life. Yeah. Quality of life. Yeah, we yeah. talk yeah. about it all the time. Absolutely. It's, it's what a we, quality yeah. of life. Yeah. You know, what? that wasn't quality of life to me. Yeah. Um, so I started dabbling in smoking, just smoking, you know, a regular joint, and I noticed that my nausea and my nausea would go away. All right. Well, look, I'm going to pause you right now, Rebecca, because this is a great time for us to take a break, and we can't wait to hear your story of how cannabis helped you. Uh, So stay with us. We'll be right back, and we're going to learn how Rebecca makes some magic in her kitchen. Yeah. Talk to you soon. more of Understanding CBD with Max and Steven on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Welcome back into Understanding CBD. Hello there, Max Sobel. Hello there, Stephen Wallman. Hello. We are talking with Rebecca Mushi, two-time cancer survivor who makes her own cannabis extracts in her kitchen, helps heal the community. Pretty amazing. Uh, before we get to the details of your oil, when you were just finishing off the conversation, you were going through your second uh, round of treatment for cancer, and you just started smoking cannabis. And we want to hear, um, what, what was your experience so um, unlike the first time, I was not as sick. I was able to eat and keep my weight up. And I was not in such a funk. And, you know, it really helped me get through some of those days with the chemo. The main thing is trying to keep your appetite up because when you don't eat, you lose weight and you can't even get your treatment sometimes. So you need to make sure that you're that you're you know, your appetite is there, and yes, you're going to be tired, but 
is if you if your appetite is not there, unfortunately, what happens is that you get become so tired that you can't even eat and you can't even take your own treatment. So this helped me just tunnel through that. So initially, the way that you were consuming cannabis, you said you were smoking it initially. Yeah. All right, and initially that, I started smoking it. Gotcha. And then, at what point did you make the decision that you wanted to um, consume it in a different way? What sort of research were you doing? I'm just trying to understand the transition, you know, over to what you do yeah. now. Yeah. So I had a friend who also uh, was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer, and she came to me and said, "Hey, you know, this is the second time you've had it. This is what I'm doing. It's called Rick Simpson oil." And um, we want to try it. And I said, yes, what is it? You know, I, I was very open to anything because I just knew the chemo wasn't, I knew the chemo was just going to sustain me. And I knew the chemo was just going to make something else worse. I mean, I had the worst acid reflux after, you know, after doing chemo. So I needed something holistic that wasn't going to damage something else. And so she said, it's called Rick Simpson oil. And I said, well, what is that? And she explained to me, you know, this guy, Rick Simpson, from Canada, had um, cancer on his face. And what he did is he created this oil and he put it on his face with a Band-Aid and over a couple of days it was gone. And so the oil started um, generating the name, the Rick Simpson oil. What it really is, it's essentially fully extracted cannabis oil. And so I started taking the oil and... Boy, not only did my nausea go away, I had no pain. And now, what did you do? Where did you uh, did you? Because um, you didn't have cancer in your face, did you? Where did you put it? Did you? Yeah, how did you take so it? I would, I would ingest it. So when she gave it to me, um, she gave it to me in a syringe, and then they told, they showed me how to make it, and you can, you can uh, ingest it. You could put it on your body topically, and we could go through. Uh, you know, a couple of steps on how it's made mm-hmm. and um, what it does, but it is it's, it's high THC mm-hmm. essentially. It's a high THC um, oil that's made out of a, an indica strain. Mm-hmm. An indica strain is something that um, makes your body really relaxed and then it increases your appetite, and that's where you heal a lot when you're relaxing and your body is in a calm state. Sleep and it's just the appetite. It was just amazing. So, so, so um, you were so you were taking it. You were purchasing it at one point, and then you you spoke to your friend, and your friend taught you how to make it. So, so how did you? So that process of, of actually diving. Yeah, in what and made started, you? What yeah. made you think you could actually make it yourself? What made you think that? So I so I would go to the store and I would see it, and um and the price was so high, and I was on disability at the time, and I said, well, this is just too high. And it's like cooking, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I cook very well, <laughs> so they knew how to make it, and they said, do you want to learn how to make it? And I said, yes, teach me. Mm-hmm. You really, you know, just need to get your hands on the material, and it's not very hard to make. Um, and then I was making, I was overproducing it, and then I was running into people that were complaining about inflammation and complaining about nausea, and I can't eat, and I have ulcers, and I have this, and I would just give it to them. And they were just amazed. And uh, of not just being healed, because what happens with with Western medication, and, and I do both, is it sustains you. This heals you. Their inflammation was gone. I put my mom on regular CBD, hemp CBD, and her fibromyalgia is gone. 
Yeah. And it's just amazing. Now, wh- what's the actual process for making your product? Do you Can you walk us through some of the steps? I can. I have um, some notes. So essentially what you need is you need to get your hands on some some good high THC um, indica flour or the trim. The trim, if you use the trim, your THC level will be lower. But if you use the flour, um, your THC levels will be higher. And you can... You need some um, grain alcohol. We use organic cane sugar, uh, cane spirit, and then you need a five, gal- a five gallon bucket. So basically, what you do is you put your your, your trim or your flour in this bucket, and you cover it up with the solvent. And with a wooden spoon, you want to just break it apart. Um, the THC at that point is broken up into the solvent. You drain the material. <coughs> And you leave the, the, you know, the flour out. You essentially throw that away. You want just the water solution. And you can, there is a machine you can use, or you can use a rice cooker. And so the rice cooker will cook it because the temperature on the rice cooker is low. You don't want to overcook it because you will burn it. And once the alcohol burns off, it becomes this black tar-looking oil, and you just, you know, use the syringe to pull it out, and it becomes eco or RSO oil. Oh, gotcha. And Just a very concentrated version of yeah. of the plant. That's right. Just the, that's that's right. the crude. And, and to give you an, in our process, we use a lot of um, hemp companies do. They use that's an right. ethanol extraction, and they do it um, cold, and they, they do a cold ethanol extraction, and but a similar process that you use. And then after it gets through that, that, that what you've, um, the RSO and the, that fully extracted is what is... Um, uh, we call crude in our industry because then from there, not that there's anything wrong with it, it's just the, the name they call it, like crude before it's been finished. And then they can take it through different steps to um, distill it and remove some of yeah. the, the not-so-desirable um, parts of it um, and dilute the it a little bit also. The oil machine, I think, is, is a lot more um, advanced, I think, than, mm-hmm. the, than the THC machine. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now, Rebecca... Um, a lot of people like to take it in their own hands and actually make products for themselves. I mean, you're just there's more of a trend of that. People are cooking a lot more for themselves. People are growing a lot of their own food and such. You know, that step and that decision to take something like that into your own hands not only requires you to become educated in it, but also there's got to be some some you have to have some level of testing or some level of acceptance. So when you have, for example, a batch that you're finished with, that you're happy with, that you're comfortable using for yourself or for somebody else, what's your testing process? like so in california we have labs that um so if you're growing your own material here in california it's legal to grow your own material so if i know i'm growing my own organic cannabis in my backyard that i know for a fact that it's clean mm-hmm. but there's labs here you can go and pay dollars, uh, and they'll test that for you they'll, they'll test pesticides they'll test the cbd amount they'll test the thc levels and so they'll how, give you a report how did you know it worked or not like when you made it did you know like can you mess it so, up? Um, well, um, yeah, I did mess it up a few <laughs> times. <laughs> and then you get the, so when you take it, and then you get the effects afterwards, and you can taste it, and there's a texture to it. If it's too, there's, a, the worst thing you can do is burn it. Or if you burn it, or you don't overcook it too much, and the alcohol is stuck in there, and it gets really, really strong. So you'll know if it's not right. But you do take, um, there's a lot of YouTube videos that show you different methods, but essentially you just want it to be just that nice tar um, oil 
it's just, and you can do so much with it. It's just amazing. Now, how did the word get out? How did people start knowing that you have this and you make this? And, you know, when did you become the plug? <laughs> so, you know what happens? People like to talk to me. <laughs> when they find out, I've had cancer for two years. You know, I've had cancer twice and I'm still alive, which is a great thing. Yeah. And so they say, well, what are you doing? You don't even look sick. And so this medication, CBD oil, you know, hemp, non-hemp, all of this stuff has helped me. It, uh, I, I feel good. So when you feel good, you look good. And people want to know, well, we don't want to look and feel sick. What are you doing? And so you gauge it. And you gauge and in the right people, I'll let them know, well, I make medicine for myself. Is it something you're willing to try? And a lot of people don't want to ingest it. You could put it in coconut oil and rub it on your body and inflammation's gone. I had someone that uses it for a sciatic nerve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people we talk to are afraid to try, especially the THC, because it gets them stoned, um, gets right. them high. They get that psychoactive feeling. They may some people say it makes them dizzy, yeah. or we we had someone at the farmers market said she couldn't get out of her chair. Yeah, um, when she went it was another story, but um, another day. Well, I, I have a solution for that. <laughs> yeah, what uh, what do you say to those people that that are afraid to so, try it? Um, number one, always have just regular C, uh, hemp CBD on hand, always, because that will counter affect the THC. So if, let's say, I always tell people to, st- that's right, always, <laughs> always, 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 because um, that is exactly what will counter affect it. I always say start with a rice grain and then build your way up. Uh, the worst thing you're going to do is just get really high and you're going to eat. You might throw up and you'll go to sleep. I promise you, you won't die from it. There's right. not been That's one good. person that will die from it, has died from it. We actually, we have a caller. Yes, we do. We do have, we have a caller for you. Uh, this is Charles in Brooklyn Park. Charles, you, right. got a, you got a question or something for Rebecca? Yeah, good afternoon. Um, basically, I just, uh, the Marijuana and THC was a, just such a great thing for me. I went through pancreatic cancer about five years ago, and I had I must have had 40 rounds of chemo and 25 rounds of radiation. It, it wasn't too much fun. And I found that uh, it wasn't, when I smoked it, it wasn't so much that it, it relieved the pain completely versus like something like Oxycontin. It just took your mind off of it, and you pretty much had more positive thinking. And uh, I, I had a really invasive surgery, and um, it's called Whipple surgery, and basically they reroute everything because my tumor was in my bilary valves, uh, bilary ducts which meant they had to graft everything to my intestines after that. Yeah. Yeah, so it was really invasive, and I'm telling you, the, the marijuana has helped a lot. Eating it, nighttime only. It's just you're, you're ingesting way too much when you eat it, unless you can meter it down to, like, one cookie is because <laughs> I find that if I eat it, it I don't want to do anything except watch TV and lay around. Me too. And That's fall right. asleep. Yeah. Yes. So... I'm kind of back to work now. I'm not a uh, physical uh, a job, but I'm working in my garage. I have a small machine shop. And I'm a little leery of eating it and then going out there and messing around with spinning tooling. Yeah. Well, so that's good. I good find call. That, 
Yeah, I'd find it maybe one or two hits, wait a half hour, and it, it seemed better. So to me, there's a time to smoke it, and there's a time to eating. Eating, it's a little more dangerous because you never know the strength if somebody gives it to you. So you're better off doing it yourself, and then you can measure right. it. I know this isn't legal still. I just grow a plant in my backyard every year. That's it. And it's enough. Yeah. It's enough to last me until the next season. And I don't know what the law is, but I'm thinking if it's legal, the only reason they wouldn't let you manufacture it yourself, limiting you to one plant, two plant, whatever, is because they can't get any tax. Or Charles, I want to thank you for your call. We unfortunately we have to take a break. Rebecca, oh, real okay. quick, how do people that's get fine. in touch with you, Rebecca? Um, I'll give you my um, email address. It's R-E-B-E-J-O-77 at gmail.com. Rebecca, thank you so much. Charles, thank you for the call. Sorry to cut you guys off so quickly, but we have to take a break. It's that time. Rebecca, will definitely continue the conversation at some point. Thank you for joining us. And when we come back, Doc G's Corner. Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Uh, there's our music, our own Top Gun. Welcome back, everyone, to Understanding CBD. Hello there, Max Sobel. Welcome back, Stephen Wallman. It's now time for Doc G's Corner. The Corner. Real name, Dr. Benjamin Gonzalez, Medical Director at Atlantis Medical Wellness Center. Good day to you, sir. Happy Memorial Day to you, Doc G. Hey, thank you very much. Good day to you guys. Um, well, thank you guys for having me. I'm Dr. Ben Gonzalez, and this is Dr. G's Corner. Let's talk politics. Politics, science, and what that has to do with the use of CBD in medicine. Since before the first recorded use of cannabis as a drug around 2700 B.C. in China, the properties of THC and marijuana has been used for medicinal and recreational purposes. Cannabis was used for pain relief, neurologic diseases, gastrointestinal disorders, insomnia, blood clots, and, and, and even parasites. The use of cannabis for these types of medical issues were used all over the world by the 8th century. And an Irish physician was thought to have brought uh, medicinal cannabis to the West in the early 1800s. By the early 1900s, cannabis was used in thousands of patented medicines. It was around this time where things got a bit confusing. In 1937, against the advice of the official medical community and without scientific reasoning, the United States government criminalized all use of cannabis and hemp. And in 1942, it was removed from the US Pharmacopeia, the physician list of medicines. Research in the use of both cannabis and hemp stopped. In other words, we in science and medicine know it works for many medical issues but we could not study why and how it worked. 60 years ago, it was discovered that humans have a natural system in our bodies for healing, uh, for healing gut, immune health, and, and pain management. This system is called the endocannabinoid system. It acts like your endocrine system in balancing your overall health and wellness. And like all systems in your body, it ages and declines with time and self-abuse. 
30 years ago, we discovered the natural molecules your body makes to heal itself called cannabinoids. Unfortunately, because these natural uh, cannabinoids from hemp were lumped with the THC, cocaine, heroin as a Schedule One drug, this was a political decision to restrict the use of highly addictive and harmful compounds. This was an ignorant move in politics that unfortunately caused the restriction in CBD research for decades. In 2018, hemp-derived products containing less than 0.3% of THC became legal under the Farm Bill. Over-the-counter CBD sales escalated in a poorly regulated system. What makes things worse is these poorly regulated over-the-counter CBD products in balms, CBD-infused toothpaste, tampons, and towels found in grocery stores and gas stations contribute to the confusion of what is legal and how CBD works medically. All of this undercuts public and government support for CBD research. Yes, we are behind in research. However, recent early studies have identified therapeutic benefits in chronic pain, seizure disorders, depression, anxiety, weight loss, irritable bowel disease, Crohn's disease, and even improved healing from acute injuries and surgeries. There are over 40 ongoing trials being conducted now. We're trying to make up for lost decades of research. It is my job as a physician to sort through this research, to understand how CBD can be used safely and appropriately, how to find legitimate, proper, and effective sources of high-quality CBD to guide each patient individually in improving their condition of concern. The federal government continues to maintain barriers to research. This is a slow process in breaking those biases and barriers. CBD, when properly sourced and applied, can be a safe primary and alternative compound to improve, um, to improve a medical condition. I encourage improved federal regulations that allow for more clinical trials, and I urge state agencies to develop a common-sense approach in managing unregulated CBD-infused products. And finally, I urge the general public, you, to not purchase or expect a medical response to what you're being sold at grocery stores and gas stations and what is being stirred into your drink at a coffee shop. For more information about the medical use of CBD, message me directly at bengonzalez underscore MD, that's B-E-N-G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z underscore MD. And you can also call the clinic to set up a telephone consultation with me at 301-622-2722 and say you heard me on this show. Well, Max and Steve, we have a lot of time to make up with CBD in medicine and research. Indeed. Yes, that is true. That is true indeed. And uh, it's like we forgot everything for decades, but we're, we're leading the charge and bringing it back. And thanks for your help, Doc G. Thanks to no people problem, like guys. you, Doc Take G. Care. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Understanding CBD with Max and Stephen on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Well, welcome back, everybody. Episode 66 coming down to uh, our final segment. And, you know, folks, 
Our goal is always to build a bridge between people and cannabis. And in this final segment, um, we've got actually two things that we're going to discuss. First, we have what's called our wellness tip in 30 seconds. And we got to get a better name for that, Stephen. And, you know, with all due respect, you know, and then this right. And the second thing we're going to talk about uh, is, of course, our mail sack. But before we get the mail sack, why don't we start right in with our wellness tip when you're ready? Are you ready for this? I'm ready, man. Don't do anything you will need to lie about later. According to Arthur Markham, Ph.D., the very second that a lie leaves your lips, your body releases cortisol into the brain. Just a few minutes later, and your memory goes into overdrive, trying to remember both the lie and the truth. Decision-making becomes more difficult and uncomfortable. You could even project your discomfort as anger. Dishonesty increases arousal, blood pressure, and heart rate. So... Don't do anything you need to lie about later. Don't do anything you need to lie about later. Oh, and that's our uh, just the tip. Thank you. Noah. Did you plan that, or <laughs> did you did you did you schedule that? I didn't. Did no, that's just Noah our just awesome Noah the engineer just uh, on the fly making some stuff happen. All right, so Noah, mm. beautiful. Thank all you. right, Noah, it's a perfect segue to go into the section, the segment that everybody loves called Mail Sack. You've got mail. We are yours here every Sunday, 2 to 3, Understanding CBD with Max and Steven. I'm reaching into my mail sack. I'm going to do my own Foley work today. All right. All right. Good for you. Good. Good Thank you. Thanks. Weird day. Weird day for sure, but we're having fun here in the studio, no doubt. So this mail sack testimonial is from a young woman named Jaylene, and it reads as follows. We were referred to Max and Steven's product by our friend. He couldn't believe how it has helped him sleep. We hear that a lot. My husband and I have started using the oil and are finding that it definitely helps us relax to fall asleep more quickly and, more importantly, stay asleep. Also, Max and Steven gave us incredible customer service during the ordering process. We pat ourselves on the back a little bit. Sometimes we're allowed. Something we're, we pride ourselves we're, we're, in. It makes us different from the other companies. We're exceptional. Yeah. We answer our phone. We answer our texts. We answer our emails. We get back to people. And if you've ever dealt with most of the companies in this industry, I'm not pointing anybody out, you'll know that it's very difficult to get an answer from anybody. Mm-hmm. But sleep, Stephen. This is the main concept about this testimonial. So we want to dig in a little bit about sleep because it's such a common subject and we hear it so often when we talk to people. Yes. Yep. Sleep's important. Um, got a stat for you. If okay. That's what you're digging into. I'm digging into my stat. Um, your stats. This, is, this statistic is overwhelming, but the University of Warwick did a study and they found that getting less than six hours of sleep on a continuous basis makes you 48% more likely to die of heart disease. That's, that's almost, you know, 50% Scary. chance more if you don't sleep more than six hours of dying of heart disease and 15% more likely to develop a stroke. Uh, Sleep gives your brain and body a chance to slow down and and enter a recovery mode, promoting better mental and physical performance the next day and for the long term. So 
If you're having troubles with sleep, it's something you probably should pay attention to. And when we have those conversations with people and they ask us, how do I use your product to help me sleep? You know, what we usually recommend is you can start light. You can start taking a little bit under your tongue, maybe about an hour before you're scheduled to go to sleep or before you feel like you're going to go to sleep. What that does is that doesn't actually make you drowsy or it doesn't actually uh, affect you psychoactively in any way. What it does is it helps your mind just relax. It helps to calm your mind. It keeps your, your thoughts from racing and allows you to then comfortably fall asleep. Now, the really cool thing about this is that if you happen to wake up in the middle of the night, go to the bathroom, you know, whatever you do, you can also take a little bit more the same way under your tongue, and it should allow you and help you to fall back soundly asleep. Because it's a plant, there is no lethal dose. You can't overdose on this stuff. Now, if you take too much, eventually becomes wasteful. But the nice thing about it is you can use it as you see fit, and you can use it as often as you need, and you can always increase your dosage without any concerns. Yeah, those good points. And people have a couple different ways of dealing with it, and it depends on what's keeping you up at night. You know, there's toxic stuff all day that's stressful. A lot of times people, there's inflammation, the mind races. Yeah. We see two types of people like to take it at night. Um, some people like to take it a little bit throughout the day as dealing with things as they come up. And then at the end of the day, it's not as much as a crash as it needs to be uh, because you're you're kind of tackling and blocking during the day. And that's it's a good point that you bring up because a lot of times the thing that keeps people from sleeping is actually pain, physical pain. So if, for example, you have an inflamed knee or something like that, just as an example, that combination of taking it under your tongue but also using it topically. So in the evening, for example, if you put a couple drops on that knee in combination with taking it under your tongue, then you're actually solving both problems. You're actually eliminating some of the inflammation topically on your skin or whatever may be causing you the pain, and you're also calming your body at the same time so that you can sleep more soundly. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up the inflammation and the pain because yeah. the fact that you can use the product topically Well, that's helps. what I do. I mean, when I have a, going through a flare-up, I mean, in the, if I'm not sleeping well, a couple times throughout the day, the night, if I'm up, I'll just get up and put it on there. And you know what? It, it helps at least break through that tough pain. It doesn't make it completely go away, but it gets you enough where you can at least find a comfortable spot and go back to sleep. And it's certainly worth a try if you're if you're done with the pharmaceuticals and you want to explore alternative treatment options. Of course, we're not giving you any advice. We're just talking to you about anecdotal evidence and what we personally use and how we personally use it. So, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's a fair way to put it. That is. That is. Well, uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us today. Thank you for listening, especially you listeners, because without you, there wouldn't be a show. That's right. Uh, we also want to thank uh, Rebecca Mushi. Thank you so much for not only what you do with Cannabis the Plant, but being here today. You're on the West Coast, so it's a little bit early in the day for you. Thanks for uh, taking the robe off or putting on some clothes and, and <laughs> joining us in the morning. Uh, we do appreciate that. Noah in the booth. Always a great job. I appreciate those little special touches you had to the show every week. Dr. Ben Gonzalez, you know? we want to thank him, as always, for joining us yeah, every week. Yeah, he right? had someone uh, behind him, too. We want to thank, too, that mysterious uh, stranger, stranger uh, was behind Dr. You'll have to watch the YouTube video to see what we're talking about. That's right. You have to go to our uh, YouTube channel for Understanding CBD. And Noah, how do you like our sponsors? And don't, uh, don't forget, we have <laughs> to thank our sponsors. That's Max and Stevens Premium Hemp Extracts. Of Max and Stevens. Oh, a little Doc Gia music. Yeah, I here. got the wrong music got there. The wrong anyway, one. <laughs> call, call, call Max and Stevens at 443-743-2444 or go online at maxandstevens.com. Folks, don't forget, we plant a tree for every bottle you purchase on our website. We would love to plant more trees. We'll see you in a week next yep. Sunday.
Have a great week. Happy Memorial Day weekend. We love you all. God bless all of you.